Good morning. Psalm 150, let everything praise the Lord, reads like this. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him in his mighty heavens and praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet and sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with cymbals, sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Please turn to Ephesians chapter 3, 20 to 21. Ephesians chapter 3, 20 to 21. As we continue in this series, Building a New You, this book series on the book of Ephesians about how God is building a new you, a book about the great blessings we have as Christians, the theology, the doctrine of what it means to be saved, what it means to be new, what it means to be reconciled to God and to one another, but then also what are our responsibilities as followers of Christ. Please turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21 as we wrap up the first section, the blessings of Ephesians. And we move on next week towards the second section, the responsibilities. And today we are in a climax as we see a great doxology, a short hymn or spiritual song. We continue as we see the end of Paul's great prayer from his knees, bowing before God and praying for these people, Paul moves to praising God. Excuse me, as I lost my train of thought there for a moment, I'm just thinking about this image of Paul praying to God on his knees for people and just all of a sudden realizing how often do we move to our knees when we say, let me pray for you. As we show great intensity, great passion, great love. And as we desperately pray to God with great expectation. For he is able. Excuse me, let's read Ephesians chapter 3. We'll start back at verse 14 to 21 for some context. But we'll be focusing today on 20 to 21. This great doxology, this great praise of God. By Paul. Starting in verse 14, we read this For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. This is what I preached on two weeks ago. Hopefully, you remember these words. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And then what we'll be on today, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's recap briefly. A couple of weeks ago, we looked to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. 
We look to this topic of praying in humility for spiritual enrichment, as Paul in humility was praying from his knees for these people. Paul was desperately, earnestly, intensely praying for them to appreciate the great blessings available to them, of which he had been teaching or reminding the people of throughout this letter. He cared deeply for these people of whom he had spent several years ministering to, and he wanted to see them maturing in their faith. Paul stated, for this reason, at the very beginning there, for this reason, And he is referring to all the truths that he has already talked about in this letter. Because God is who he is, because God has made us alive in Christ, because Gentiles and Jews alike have been reconciled both vertically to God and horizontally to one another, because God has established the church as his people, because God is the prisoner of Christ, because Paul is the prisoner of Christ, Jesus For the sake of the Gentiles, because of all these things and more, for this reason, Paul prays for them, for this reason. Paul prays that they would be empowered, empowered, I quote, empowered. I remind you that Paul used the Greek word here for power, dynamis, or dynamin, which is the same root word which we get our word dynamite from. Dynamite. Its meaning denotes violent power, mighty, wonder-working power and strength. A power and strength which effectually impacts not just the subject, but subjects around it also. A power and strength which, which changes anything that it hits. The same word will be referenced today as well. We ended a couple weeks ago with the following idea. God empowers us. God empowers us with strength and knowledge to know his love and to be changed by it in such a way that we then can help change others as well. Like dynamite, God works within us and through us. And we need to pray for God's power, strength, knowledge, and love to be more realized with each day so that all may come to know him fully. And we'll see today how that happens. And now today, today we see Paul finishing his prayer with a great example for us all, with praise and such meaning behind each word. Listen as I read once again. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever Amen. Such a short couple verses, but so much meaning, so much power behind those words. So much power God possesses that Paul needs not even try to explain because there's not words which do his power justice. He, Paul here, as far as we know, is still on his knees as he moves from praying for the people to now praising God for his qualities, saying, now to him, now to God, who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, Lord God, according to the power at work within us, to him, to you, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I remind you, this is a letter 
to people who this would impact, like that dynamite power. From his knees, we see Paul recognizing three things as he focuses on God and wraps up this prayer. Today, we're simply focused on the what, the how, and the why of this praise song, this doxology of Paul to God. We see to pray with great expectation, for he is able. We should pray with great expectation, for God is able. Today, we're simply focused on the what, the how, and the why of this doxology. Here is the breakdown. What? What? God is able. This is the what? The what of this scripture. This is straight, that scripture. I just divided it up into three sections. What? What is he talking about? What is he praising God for? He is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. The how. How does he do this? How does he accomplish this? According to the power at work within us. What is this power? How do we find this power? And why? For his glory. In the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I'll break these down, but you'll notice they, they naturally run together as well. It's hard to talk about one without talking about the other simultaneously. Let's start with the what. What? God is able. He is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, the scriptures say. Paul says that God is able. Able to do what exactly? God can do anything. That's what. It's not limited by human words, by thoughts, by dreams, by our own imaginations. God is the one who raised Jesus from the dead and placed him as the head of the church. God saved his people from Pharaoh and split the Red Sea, allowing them to walk on dry ground. God created the heavens and the earth, everything within and beyond them. God is able. God is great. Great is our God. We should, like Paul, bow down on our knees and praise and worship him. Pray to him in humility as we spoke before. And as we do this, we should expect great things. He is able. His power is able to do more than, I quote, all we can think and ask. All we can think and ask. One pastor said regarding this, you can ask for everything good, every good thing you have ever experienced, and God can do above that. You can think of or imagine things beyond your experience. God can do above that. You can imagine good things that are beyond your ability to name. God can do above that. He is not just able to do more. He does, more. He does do more. And it's through working within us as we're seeing next. But first, let's talk more about this power. God's power is often thought of in the physical realm. Physical creation, miracles, happenings. And he is powerful physically indeed. But he is also powerful spiritually and can save the worst of sinners. 
Paul himself would claim this. Paul would claim that his power to preach and live a godly life in all circumstances, even amidst great persecution, was all a demonstration of God's power working within him. Everything Paul did was by God's power. And Paul would be sure to declare this as his effectiveness. The same power is available to us and all believers still today by the presence of the Holy Spirit of whom we are gifted by God through Jesus. God's power to save is demonstrated every single day as we see lost souls saved and made new. But we also see in Scripture the powerful transformation of 3,000 lives saved. The power of God is seen in Gentiles being saved along with the Jews. The power of God is seen in how we are made new despite any past you may have had. You may find peace, hope, joy, and love. God is also spiritually powerful in his victory over Satan's schemes and the supernatural. A person living for Jesus Christ and being victorious over persecution is another great example of how God's power is within believers. And next we have the how. The how. How. How do we have this power? How does God use this power? How is he able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think? It is at work within us. Just as I just shared about that person, that missionary, that person being victorious over persecution, it's through the power that is within them that God blesses them with through the Holy Spirit. Think about some examples in the Bible, though. Other examples of God's empowering of people. God worked through Abraham, Moses, David, Daniel, Jonah. What a great example of somebody that was not willing, but the moment he was willing, God did amazing things through. Elijah, Paul, and all the apostles. God can and will work within the willing hearts of his people, the church. God works the extraordinary through the ordinary. Let me repeat that again. God works the extraordinary through the ordinary. God works the extraordinary through the ordinary. And in so many ways, beyond our imagination, God is doing great things which we can't even comprehend, see, or understand. God is able and will do extraordinary things through ordinary people by his power at work within them. God is able to rescue from a fiery furnace, keep safe inside a whale, fight a giant through a young David, deliver from mouths of lions, protect against the mightiest foe or enemy. God is able to give sight to the blind, heal the sick, Bring the dead back to life and keep you from stumbling to sin. God is able to bring great wisdom, strength, judgment, power, and love. Do not forget about the power of his love. Through his love for us, we are saved. Saved through Jesus' death 
on the cross. Out of his inexhaustible riches, Christ fills us with his own power through the indwelling Holy Spirit when we are born again. As we walk with him, we get to know even more of his boundless love and grace until we are filled to the brim with God's power and love and able to do his work through him working within us. You see, when we are walking in a proper fellowship with God through his spirit and Jesus as Lord, we cannot exhaust the resources of his love and power which is at work within us. You cannot exhaust it. They are far more abundant than anything we can imagine. That's what we read here. They are immeasurably more. That's what the NIV says, immeasurably more. It is a dynamite power which is at work within us through his spirit. What awesome and wonderful news. No wonder Paul shouts, glory to God, glory to God in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You see, we are nothing without God's love and power. Paul recognized this greatly as he continually proclaimed his weakness and God's greatness. As he prayed from his knees, Paul knew this. Paul prayed in humility. God does not need the strong. He needs the willing. He needs the willing. God will make you strong by his power within you. There's no situation that God cannot, will not, and does not want to use the willing and submissive heart to work his power within and through. Remember, God is able. As one person said, one pastor, and I don't know his name, he said the A in able stands for almighty. The B stands for boundless. The L, limitless. The E, everlasting. God is able. He is almighty, boundless, limitless, and everlasting. And next we have the why. Why does he do all this? It is for his glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Why? That we, his church body, might be to the praise of the glory of God. That is the purpose in our salvation. That is the purpose in our very existence. One pastor said, when the church understands and walks in God's eternal purpose, God will be glorified and the church will fulfill its important duty of simply glorifying God. Let me repeat that again. When the church understands and walks in God's eternal purpose, God will be glorified, and the church will fulfill its important duty of simply glorifying God. Paul says, more or less, in verse 21, <clears throat> that this should be our ultimate goal for prayer and praise, that God be glorified. For his power and love brings him glory. So we find Paul concludes in verse 21 by magnifying the glory of God that exists within his people and in Christ Jesus himself. It is a glory which will continue through all generations, all ages, for all eternity. John Stott once said, God desires glory in the bride and in the bridegroom, in the community of peace and in the peacemaker. What a great quote. God desires glory 
in the bride and in the bridegroom, in the community of peace and in the peacemaker. Truly, God will be glorified in all things. And for how long? Forever and ever. Forever in Christ, forever in his creation, forever in us. God will be glorified through all generations. Forever and ever. And then we have the amen. Amen. And with saying amen, he means let it be done. It is a worthy goal. Let it be done. Many churches, people of God, have memorized these words and close out their services with this doxology. May we be encouraged to pray such words, to remember such words, and put them to heart as they are humble, honest, and powerful reminders of God's immeasurable and abundant power and love. God's dynamite power, his love and his power are like dynamite. Dynamite. It impacts our lives. And it has the power to work through you, within you, and to others too. Have a willing and submissive heart. As we said a couple weeks ago, God wants to come before you. God wants to work through you and within you. God wants us to come before him with humble prayers. Be humble. Be humble. Be honest with yourself and realize that his ways are the right ways, the only ways, the perfect ways. Allow him to work within you. Paul's life, how Paul lived for Christ, was a great demonstration of God's dynamite, awe-inspiring, wonder-working power. That same power to live in godliness is available to all believers as they yield to his working within. Yes, even us today. Even us today. It is limited, his power. And I feel bad even saying this, but I think you know what I mean. What I mean. It is limited only by our unwillingness to trust him. When we decide either consciously or subconsciously, that we know better than God and try to do things our way, we are working then by our own power and not by his power that is within us. We limit God's working in and through us. The Christian life is all about learning to trust God and then doing things his way by his power within us and for his glory. So I ask you, I ask all of us, will you trust him? Obey him, yield to him. Will you praise him like Paul? That is the purpose of our salvation, our existence. As we close, I remind you the last week in Ephesians. We prayed that through you, God would work with his dynamite power that all may come to know him in his power and love. God is able God is able, and we need to remember who we're talking to. Do not put human limits on our all-powerful, sovereign God. Pastor author Richard Koken stated regarding verses 20-21 that they should be used to remind us of the greatness of the one to whom we have prayed. Furthermore, he stated, so often we are tempted to think that God means well and wants the best, 
but can't really change things. So we feel reluctant to pray with confidence. But when we ask for things that will further his plan to bring all things together unto Christ, including helping us to become a fitting home for his spirit and to know the unknowable love of Christ, he is able and willing to do these great things. Let's pray with great expectation. Let's pray with great expectation. God is able. You can never ask too much. God answers prayers in ways we could never imagine, for he knows what we could never imagine. God's love, power, and mercy is available to us. He wants to bless us with his power, love, and mercy. He desires to work within you and through you. Let's pray like Paul. Pray for, for God's church, God's people. Pray for his glory. Allow him to use you. Let's close with praising God now in prayer and then song. Let's pray. Lord, I start with praying the words of Ephesians 3, 20 to 21, which you inspired to Paul. Now to him who is able, God, to you who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power of work within us, to him, to you, be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I hope you know Jesus is Lord as Savior. I hope you're trusting in him. I hope you have a willing heart and that you're submissive to his ways. May God work within you and may he be glorified in all you do. Amen. We're closing with song.